Welcome to episode 320 of Crack the Customer Code, where there are hold times for customer support. Adam, do you like surprises? Um, sure, maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who either like them or not when you think about the idea of being surprised, like a surprise party. Right. Oh yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna go with context is everything for me on this one. Um, yeah. So I don't like surprises like, oh, we've been negotiating for three months, but we're gonna go a different direction. Like <laughs> th- 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 those surprises, I don't like. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you know, that. if uh, Renee brings home like some bad food that I won't buy on my own, and it just happens mm-hmm. to be there in the kitchen, that's a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you. What do you like? I'm kind of like you. I there are certain surprises that, of course, are not fun. Like if if I were to you know walk out to my yard and find a snake, (laughs) that would be a bad (laughs) surprise. (laughs) Yes. But if I were to walk out and find, oh my gosh, somebody planted a rose bush and it's blooming and it's beautiful. I'd be happy, sort of, because then I wouldn't know how to take care of it. But that's another topic. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it would be a little freaky unless you knew specifically who planted the rosebush too. True. I mean, that's it's a little true. creepy, like just a rosebush up here. Stalkers. So one of the things that I think we're learning as we continue to kind of really dive into customer experience and how it's changing and evolving. Human beings kind of like the nice surprises. We like to walk into something and go, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. I was not expecting that. And so there's this really cool retail space in Chelsea, the Chelsea neighborhood of New York City, and it's called Story. And what they do is every four to eight weeks, they change the entire theme of the store, of the the entire space. So you might go in one time, they had a partnership with Cody, C-O-T-Y, which is the world's largest fragrance maker, distributor. Um, we'll, we'll just assume I knew that. Yeah. Well, I, I assumed you did. That was for my <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but the, uh, they have this small footprint of a store, but they turned it into, um, you know, doing like a beauty product theme for the month. So anyway, this was all started by this really creative young woman named Rachel Schechtman, who I actually had the pleasure of meeting several years ago. She did this really cool tour of kind of hidden experiences of New York City. So we went to all these really amazing, unique places. And one of the things that I think is fascinating right now is that Story, her brand, was purchased by Macy's, the big huge department store brand. And this really got me thinking that they're trying stuff out. (laughs) And so I'm curious, you know, what you think about this and what you think the future is with this partnership. Well, the future, Jeannie, as you know, is always very clear. (laughs) And we're so good. Humans are so good at predicting it. Exactly. Uh, You know, what's interesting about it is this, you know, Everything we've talked about on the show, things we write about, things that a lot of others are writing about right now is retail is not necessarily completely dying. In fact, it's not necessarily dying at all, but it is transitioning Mm -hmm. and it's transitioning to experiences. 
And yeah, and it has to. Well, of course, because otherwise, what's you know what what added value do you have? And we've been through that on a new, numerous episodes. Listeners, feel free to go back; you will hear us talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so what? Yeah, what added value do you do if you just have you know a, a suitcase that I can get on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so experiences are the game, right? So Macy's is coming from that traditional you know department store model and looking at okay, how can we put experiences in the store. So I think the, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, I don't see any other reason to purchase a story Mm -hmm. than to get that strategy, to get the intellectual property, to get the uh, leadership and to, to get sort of the blueprint for, okay, help us do this, help us take these principles and try to apply it to our infrastructure, the model we already have. And let's look at what the next 10 years looks like. And I think the, this is what's so challenging for these older legacy brands in retail, because what worked for them literally worked for hundreds of years. <laughs> like there weren't that many innovations around department stores. There weren't that many ways that they changed. They might carry different brands. They might, you know, refresh a store. But when you go into Macy's in New York or uh, here in Chicago, which was the Marshall Fields store, um, you see that history and it feels very much like you're part of a long line of people who have gone in there. You kind of know what you're going to expect, all of that. The challenge though is if you recall a few years ago when JC Penney took, you know, they brought in that CEO who was supposed to create all these experiences. He tried really hard to create kind of mini stores within the store kind of based on this concept. But the problem was the customers that they already had, what they really cared about were the coupons and the coupons went away. And so that didn't last. That guy didn't last. JCPenney kind of swung back the other way. So- Well, there's another another issue there. Let me add that before we uh, pivot away, which was Mm -hmm. they also tried to replace humans with automation in a lot of cases. Uh, It was my understanding from the the JCPenney experience. And- if we're talking about building experiences, unless your tech is the experience, if you're just, you know, mm-hmm. basically uh, de-staffing and adding in, uh, you know, right, uh, right. You know, little, you know, that's not helping you build an experience, right? That's actually right. probably denigrating it. Right. But I think part of it was they they were trying to appeal to this new audience, which I think we can make the argument that that's what Macy's is trying to do by purchasing story and getting, they actually asked uh, Rachel Schechtman, the, the CEO and the founder of Story, to really play a pivotal role in their brand moving forward. And so I'm curious what they're they're trying to do there. But the what I always struggle with is if if you're a Macy's or one of these big department stores, you have this huge footprint. You're in a mall in many cases. How are you going to get people to even know this is happening? How are you going to attract people to say, you know what, I haven't been to the mall in five years, but I'm going to go there today to check this out. There are so many different challenges to the store in Chelsea, which gets a lot of foot traffic, I'm sure, just people walking around Chelsea. So I think they still have a lot of challenges. I'm very curious to watch where this goes, because if she could turn that around, that would be um, that would be a model for a lot of different retail experiences moving forward. And Macy's is an iconic brand and they have 
lots to offer. And so it would be great if they could be a success again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just sort of hearing you talk through that, something came to me, which is, I wonder if, you know, they sort of have to worry about their own survival right now, Macy's mm-hmm. and some of these large anchors. But to your point about foot traffic, what happens if they do all this right, but the malls are in <laughs> die right. anyways? Uh, and, you know, I wonder if these anchors really need to, I mean, they're going to have to sort of fix their own house first, but really look at helping these, um, you know, landlords and real estate developers build entire experiences, entire mm-hmm. ecosystems that are experiences, because you have a whole generation that is having a different experience of the mall that we're having. Right. You know, and, um, and it's one of the reasons so many stores are hurting, um, uh, and just shift in buyer behavior as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's definitely a multi-layer pro- problem or challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the other issue is when they start creating these experiences or start shifting this model, well, what does their footprint need to look like? Are they right. going to be, you know, cutting out a third of their square footage? What's that? Well, What's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of, and then they have leases for that. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, it's nothing's easy when you're at this type of scale. No, no. And I think the other thing to consider is like a, a an actual physical space like story is today. The digital experience isn't as important frankly, because that's not what it's about. It's about going in and experiencing things and um, finding really unique curated items that you can't find other places and kind of just getting caught up in that moment right there physically. Well, with a brand like Macy's, you have to then integrate that with the digital experience as well. So what is that going to look like? So I think this episode is basically turning into a bunch of questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it's just us um, hypothesizing about but <laughs> it's, it's fascinating because it shows, I think, the challenge that retail is having right now, the moment, but it's also showing that story made something work. And so if we can look at that as a model, what does that mean for brands across the different landscapes, you know? Um, because maybe it is like Target is building these urban stores that have a much smaller footprint to try to meet the needs of um, people in a different way. And I think there's probably a lot to that. I think there's probably a lot being considered around how much uh, real estate is out there for Macy's too, and what they need to do with that and just really transforming the experience from top to bottom. 100. I'm just getting down with the lingo here. Nice. Well, that was... You're you're caught up to like mm, 2013, so oh that's good. God, seriously, <laughs> oh, I can't keep up with this stuff. Feeny, <laughs> you know I don't I don't have the kids helping me out like you do. It's, I it's, know. I gotta well, do this all on my own. I, you know, it's a, it's a very it's a very tough road <laughs> have to travel down alone. Wow, know? you have to walk uphill both ways to record this you, podcast. Let me tell you about my burden. Yes, <laughs> my burden of keeping up with the kids' lingo. <laughs> Uh, well, well Jeannie, I tell you what, why don't you tell us a story about C-Suite Radio? <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening to our long list of questions. And of course, we're curious <laughs> what you have to say about this. So please let us know. We're always anxious to hear from listeners and you can find Adam and I on, uh, Adam and me, I should say, on Twitter and all those different channels that the kids use. Right, Adam? 
<laughs> yeah. First of all, the kids have no respect for you correcting your grammar. You just you got to roll. You got to roll with Adam and I. It sounds correct, even though it wasn't. I see? know, I know, but I it didn't to me, so I had to correct it. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much to, for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are, of course, a proud member of the C Suite Radio family. If you like C Suite Radio, and obviously you do. Then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. It's all on demand at csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our customer experience investigation consulting at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Toporik, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and our training and virtual training at customersetstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.